Hey everybody, happy Friday. I'm Nicholas Black, and you're listening to the Goth Geek Podcast. Today's topics, G4 TV and the Mandalorian Ahsoka Tano's live-action debut. But before, as always, go ahead and check us out on etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash goth geek. That is our online store where you can get all of our cool items for the holidays, like 3D printed dice towers, uh, coffin shaped dice trays, coffin dice sets, so coffin boxes with dice in them, uh, as well as posters, jewelry, keychains, stickers, magnets, all sorts of crazy stuff. All of that at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash goth geek. Free shipping in the U.S. Or you can follow us and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Goth Geek. And now, on with the show. So first off, I uh, just wanted to say that you know we were off last week for the holidays, uh, for Thanksgiving here in the U.S., and Black Friday, which isn't really a holiday, but we kind of took it as one. We spent time with family uh, safely uh, and from a distance with masks. Uh, as well as just kind of a good time to relax and just, you know, recharge the old batteries. So I do apologize. We did miss a few things, uh, like The Mandalorian uh, last week. Normally, we don't exactly talk about TV shows on here, at least not yet. It's only episode 10, so who knows where we're going to go with this. But I had to bring it up because Ahsoka Tano, live-action debut... It was awesome, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a bit of an old school fan as to the original Star Wars TV shows. Uh, TV shows. Man, came and talked today. To the movies. Uh, I'm a little of a late uh, fan to the animated TV shows, The Clone Wars, Rebels. I just finished maybe, maybe a year ago on Disney+. Plus. Uh, didn't have access to it until then. Loved both those shows. Watched season seven of the Clone Wars that came out this year. So I'm a, I'm a fan. I am. I'm a newer fan, but I'm still a fan. So I was excited about where they were going with Mandalorian. I was really excited with, uh, Bo-Katan, uh, her live action debut. Uh, I actually had to go back and watch the cartoons, um, just to remember exactly what she looked like and what they were all about. Uh, when you binge watch a TV show like that, you don't always absorb everything. <laughs> so I had to go back and watch it, but it was awesome. Having her voice actress be her was amazing. And I really love that about uh, The Mandalorian and what they did with that. And then you have uh, Osaka, Osaka, I can't even talk, uh... Ahsoka Tano. There we go. Man. It's going to be one of those days. So, you have that character. And again, a fan favorite. Rebels. I'm not going to give any spoilers away in case someone has not seen Rebels completely. But, really a great character arc and what she went through in Rebels. So, seeing her live action... As, like everybody else, I was really stoked and looking forward to it. That being said, 
I'm not really sure how I feel. Uh, I've watched the episode twice. The first time, I was, you know, just super excited to see her. But the second time... First time? Second time? Second time, I really paid more attention to details. And I know there was some, uh, in the news, uh, issues about, you know, well, the fact that her head tails uh, were not as long as they should have been based off her in the cartoons. And they had to make uh, an explanation of that, which I didn't really care about that, to be honest. I think she looked spot on. And it made perfect sense. You know, if she's going to be jumping around and doing stunts, you can't have a headdress that's going to work uh, with the longer tails. It's going to be harder to maintain uh, and still look real. Uh, so I had no problem there. However, however, uh, the actress they chose, who I'm a, again, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, Miss Dawson's work, uh, in, in the uh, Marvel Universe, uh, working on uh, Luke Cage and uh, Jessica Jones and, you know, all the Netflix Marvel shows. Big fan. She's a, she's a great actress. No problems there. I just don't know if she was the right fit for Plague Ahsoka. I, I really don't. Um, she gave the character a, definitely a new twist. Uh, she was much more reserved and almost regal in the way she acted. Very, I mean, very wise. Uh, I mean, age-wise, they picked a good choice because, I mean, if, if you do the math, and I, I didn't do the math, I looked this up online, uh, you know, uh, Osaka, Osaka, and I'm just going to do this all night, all day, butcher this name, and I apologize. I, it's just, it's me. I, I'm, I, I suck at pronouncing names. Uh... But she is going to be in like her 40s. You know, she's not a human, obviously, so they could age differently. But basically, she's grown up since we've seen in uh, Clone Wars and in Rebels. Uh, not discussing the ending of Rebels, uh, which is a fast forward. Uh, so that part works out. Uh, but I really think that the way uh, Miss Dawson portrayed the characters like personality-wise, I don't know if that's correct or not. It could be. Uh, I'm not going to say one way or another. It just it didn't seem right to me. I'm not going to say it's right or wrong. I'm just going to say my own opinion, I guess, is how I best should word this. To me, I, I thought it could have been done better. Uh, I do love the fact that a uh, person of color, another person of color, uh, is getting to be in uh, Star Wars. I think that's awesome. And I really think representation is super important. Uh, but I also, at the same time, I would have uh, really enjoyed if they could have brought the voice actress back. Uh, actually, uh, Eckstein. Eckstein? Eccleson? See? Names. I'm not good with them. Uh, but the original voice actress, if they could have done that, the same thing they did with Bo-Katan with, uh, with Ahsoka. Uh, because she made the personality like two over a span of 12 years she has been this character for Rebels Clone Wars there's probably a few shorts in there that I'm missing um, video games maybe even uh, 
I'm not sure if there's any video games for her or not. That's something I probably should look up. But regardless, 12 years, she has made this character. Hers. And of course, characters change, and live action can change. Uh, but I think it would have been really cool if they could have stuck with that. Uh, that, that theme of doing the voice actors, uh, actresses, um, portraying the live action version. I don't know if she could have played the character differently. Uh, again, because Ahsoka is older now, so maybe, you know, she's older, she's maybe jaded a little bit, maybe a little more bitter with everything going on. So maybe not. Maybe it would have been very the same. Uh, we will never know, to be honest. Um, you know, it's just how it is. But I, I think that the way Dawson played it was a little bit too, too regal, too like a like a Lord of the Rings elf, high elf kind of situation. I, I it felt like, um, and it worked on some levels. If I had never watched the animated series. I would have not. I wouldn't know a difference, and it would be fine. Uh, it would kind of have that mysterious Jedi to it. Um, but someone who's, but anyone who's watched the series, that's, you know, not exactly the character you remember. So that's how I felt about it. What do you think? Go ahead and give us a, a comment or a DM in uh, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Let us know what you thought of the episode. It was still a great episode. I mean, I still got shivers watching a lightsaber uh, battle. And, uh, you know, just the whole scene, like the very Asian-influenced, like Japanese-influenced scenes. And then still like the Western style. And I still didn't catch this, but apparently, like, when they discuss, and this is going to be a little bit of spoilers here, people. Um, I haven't uh, spoiled stuff exactly yet. But uh, there's a spoiler where they talk about uh, Yoda, just briefly, and when that happens, apparently in the background, Yoda's theme, the music changes to Yoda's theme music, and that's really cool, and it's a little detail that if you're not on that wavelength, you're going to miss. I've missed it twice now. <laughs> Both times I've watched the episode, I, I don't catch it. Uh, but then again, I'm not really familiar with Yoda's theme. I'm not, like, that big a fan, maybe? I mean, I'm a huge fan, but there's just little details that I just can't keep up with. And that's one of them, is the, it's good music. Uh, the background music for Blandalorian in general is really good. But yeah, that's just something I did, a little cue I did not catch. Uh, I often, when I watch these episodes, will go and then immediately check the Easter egg, uh, news articles to see what I missed. Um, I didn't do this episode, actually. Um, I caught that one from a different article, but I've not actually looked up any Easter egg uh, Mandalorian episode stuff for this one. Uh, probably should do that, just because I'm curious of what else I missed. I mean, we could also discuss a little bit about the naming of Baby Yoda, the child uh, that was in there. So that's a spoiler, I guess, to a degree. Uh, but again, I feel like if you've... It's been a week. If you're somehow avoiding all of this, kudos to you. And then somehow heard it on my podcast, of all things. This... Wow. I, I'm sorry, because <laughs> that's the last place you should hear is from here. 
but yeah, they're naming a baby Yoda uh, the child. That was, you know, interesting choice for a name. I haven't read any articles on that one either on exactly why they named uh, the child that. It it sounds a little weird to me. Um, but Star Wars names can be strange. It just, it's, I don't know. It's it's a weird name to me. Um, weirder than normal, I guess. But anyway, so that's my two cents about uh, the most recent Mandalorian episode. Uh, most recent being last week's episode. Uh, if you're listening to this three weeks from now, then you're going to be like, what are you talking about? Uh, but yeah. And then the other topic I want to discuss today is G4. So, G4 TV. So... You may not know what G4 is, depending on your age, depending on how uh, up-to-date you are with, with this stuff. But uh, basically, back in the day, in the 90s, there was a channel called Tech TV. And I loved that channel. And basically, Tech TV was literally a channel for you to watch about technology, about computers mostly, and some video games. Uh, X-Play, uh, was a game, was a show on Tech TV that, uh, had, uh, Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler, and it, they discussed video games and reviewed them. Uh, there was, like, a, like, Tech Talk or something along those lines. There was a call-in show where you could call in about problems with your PC or laptop, and they would help you. They would review, um... Uh, new technology, new laptops, and new this. And it was just a great, this is, you know, in the late 90s, or mid to late 90s, well before YouTube was a thing, well before Twitch was a concept. Uh, and so eventually what, the ha- what happened is they got, I believe, bought out, and it turned into G4. And G4 was a video game TV channel, uh, cable channel. Uh, and again, most of you probably know about this, but maybe you don't. Um, if you're a lot of cable cutters out there who just watch YouTube and streaming, you may have no idea what G4 is. Uh, but it ran from the late 90s again to 2013, which I didn't even know it ran that long. Uh, as a fan of G4 and Tech TV, I kind of stopped watching probably like 2011, 2012, like... And it depends on what cha- what, where you look at it on the web- website. Some websites say it ended in 2013. Uh, others say 2014. Uh, but I stopped about 2012, 2013. Because at that point, it had become nothing more than, like, uh, American Ninja uh, reruns and, like, cops of all things. Like, they really just didn't have a lineup anymore of stuff. Like, they were still showing, like, their one or two, like, regular shows. Uh but anyways, I'm kind of fast-forwarding. So G4 was about video games. Uh, and they did video game reviews and new software, and they went to E3. They were, like, one of the first ones to go to E3. And they were the, one of the first ones to really go to uh, San Diego Comic-Con and report from there. And they did crazy skits, and, like, Attack of the Show was one of their big shows. Uh, X-Play was one of their huge ones. Um, Cheaters, I believe, was one of them on there. And I'm missing a ton, I'm sure. American Ninja Warrior was a really big show for them. As I said kind of before, that's kind of like what the channel turned into. It was just 24 hours of American Ninja Warrior episodes and cops, oddly. Uh, 
but it was a huge thing. Uh, and again, before Twitch, um, before YouTube, and then YouTube came along, and you know they were still somehow relevant uh, and able to do this. And so, you know, it was really a big deal for gamers. It was you know the first time you could see something on TV for gamers. They did a lot of uh, esports stuff, early esports stuff. Um, you know, before there were huge sponsorships and whatnot. So again, a big pioneer in what we see today uh, in geek culture, uh, especially with like going to Comic-Con and whatnot. And I mean, they had an impact on me. They've had an impact on probably you if you're a fellow geek, a fellow goth geek, uh, they, and, you, and you saw them. They've had, they had an impact on the world around us. I'm pretty sure, you know, in some way, Twitch wouldn't be what Twitch is if we didn't have G4, IGN, Eurogamer, you know, uh, these, these websites wouldn't be what they are, wouldn't have the people that working for them that they do if it wasn't for the people at G4. Um, and now G4 is back. Uh, they have a special on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel. It's got about 10 videos in there. Uh, they have a Thanksgiving re uh, host reunion special with Ron Funches, which is funny, but it's a, it's kind of a skit, uh, thing in there, which makes sense. Cause G4 had a lot of the shows in between reviews of video games and what's going on on the internet and things like that. They had a lot of silly skits and just dumb TV. Uh, I'm not a big fan of skits. That's me. So like, you know, really dumb skits, especially, uh, so I'm not a big fan of that stuff, but it was part of G4's, like, bread and butter on their shows. So it makes perfect sense. Why Ron Funches, I have no idea why he was the host of this uh, little special, but uh, I'm not a big fan of Ron Funches either. Uh, if you don't like, if, again, that's just my opinion. He, you know, he seems like a nice enough guy in interviews, um... Seems like a really nice guy, actually, um, in interviews. But I don't like his line of work, his comedy. It's it grades in the wrong way. Kind of like I don't know. He's kind of like a permanent stoner, and that can be funny at times. But dude, twenty four seven, every 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 uh, job you have, every acting uh, role you have, it's kind of this stoner type dude. I, I don't know. And again, it's just me. A lot of people are fan, fans of his. So he was the host. And it was a great show as far as getting to see the people again. Uh, I was a huge fan of X-Play back in the day. I went to PAX East in 2011 and was in the audience for the X-Play uh, panel. Uh, I have an X-Play to this day from, from their swag booth. I have an X-Play magnet on my fridge, so it's almost 10 years old. Uh, I actually ran into Adam Sessler uh, completely by accident, and I feel horrible about it to this day. We were in the crowd. Uh, he, he and his handler were trying to get one place, and I was trying to get another place, and I just happened to, like, we ran into each other and, like, moved, you know, did that whole thing, uh, awkward thing you do where, like, you're trying to move to one side, and they do the same thing, and so, like, you're blocking each other and making it worse. Um, and... It didn't register in my head because I was just too mortified and it was crowded to, like, really say anything. But, like, oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. You know, all that crap. 
And then we parted ways, and then I turned around, and I was like, holy crap, that was Adam Sessler from X-Play. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that's my claim to fame on that one. <laughs> I got in his way on a way to, on a way to hit, you know, some signing or something. But, uh, yeah, so G4, X-Play, uh, Tackle the Show, Cheaters. I'm missing a ton of shows. Those are the three shows they mentioned on the uh, holiday reunion special, which is the reason why they're fresh in my head. Uh, it was an important thing, and it's back. They announced that last year uh, with a little trailer, but now it seems like they're actually really doing something. And I guess my question, and the reason why I'm talking about it, is why is this a thing? Why is G4 even necessary right now? Uh, I mean, I'm happy it's back. Like I, I was a fan of G4, even though the skits were stupid and whatnot. I was a fan. Uh, it influenced me. Uh, and it's more diverse now. They've got a. I'm not. They, I'm not sure how many people are actually coming back and how many new hosts there are. But I know. Um, uh, Mr. Creed, uh, WWE, I guess is what's called now, wrestler, and Twitch gamer. Um is one of the, one of the new hosts, one of the new people coming back and new, are not coming back, but new faces coming to the, to the revival of G4. Um, and that's awesome. Cause it was very much a white person, uh, channel. And when I say that, I mean like the hosts were all mostly white. Like there were a few people in there, uh, that you know that they kind of that were kind that were not like a hundred percent Caucasian, and that was awesome. But that was like the, as diverse as they got. Like they never had really any people of like darker colors on there, uh, and that was definitely wrong. Um, they did, and a lot of the women on there were, I won't say sexualized, but. Basically, that's what it was. Like, they had to wear sometimes skimpy outfits. A lot of them had to wear heels all the time. And it was very... It was a product of its era. Like, I'm not saying it was right by any means, but not too many people saw anything wrong with it in the late uh, 90s and the early 2000s. Um, now, the channel only, only went off the air seven, six, seven years ago, depending on what year it actually went off the air. So you'd think it would have got it got better... They would hire more diversity, but it didn't really seem like they did. I mean, those last years or so, like I said, it was mostly reruns of other stuff. So I'm really glad that they're getting diverse again. Uh, I'm really glad that they're stepping up to what 2020, what the modern era, you know, is all about. The Me Too movement and equality and Black Lives Matter. That's important um, in a new channel. So I have no problem with that. I'm excited. But... And there's always a but. Why is G4 needed? Uh, we have Twitch. Uh, we have... Oh my goodness, I can't even think of all the different... Uh, Twitch is the main one, of course. Uh, but I mean, you've got Facebook streaming. Uh, you've got uh, uploads on you know your Twitter and your Instagrams and all that stuff uh, on your social medias. Uh, but Twitch seems like to be the biggest one. Uh, as far as that kind of stuff. And now you can watch video games. People play video games and they do live streams and they do fundraisers. And it's a show in itself. I mean, and it's full of awesome, diverse, young people, older people. 
people of many different races and backgrounds and sexualities and non-binary, and it's a beautiful, beautiful tapestry of amazing people sharing their love for video games and technology. And then there's tons of YouTube videos out there, and YouTube too, because YouTube streaming. Uh, there's tons of YouTube videos out there of people, you know, talking about their favorite video games or reviewing their favorite video games. And then you have IGN, of course, and you have uh, outside Xbox and Xbox Extra, outside Extra, which talks about other video game platforms. Uh, but, you know, you have a ton. There's, there's more than I can even keep up with, like being a geek, uh, being a broad geek. Um, really is tough sometimes because I love so many things and there's just so much content out there nowadays that you can't keep up with it. And that's awesome because when I was a kid, there was nothing. There was nothing. So it's awesome, but I'm just saying I can't keep, I can't even name off all the things that are out there that you can watch reviews about. And uh, Inside Gaming is one of them uh, from Rooster Teeth. But yeah, there's just too many out there to count, but there's tons out there now. So, why G4? Why does G4 need to come back now? That is my question. And I don't really have an answer. I'm not sure why they felt it's necessary to come back in a in a environment that's overrun with uh, tons of video game uh, content and geeky content and just amazing content. I mean... They might have been the first ones to really do the Comic-Cons, but, I mean, nowadays, again, you can watch... T- uh, YouTube has tons of live coverage from San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I think after this year, we're going to see even more uh, content being streamed. Uh, but then there's cosplay videos that, you know, they fought, they go these cons and do that. Uh, there's streaming on Twitch again. There's, you know... There's just so much to covered with cons and events and releases and why is G4 even trying to do this? What impact can they have? And I guess the only thing I can think of is it'd be under one roof. Oh, if you can hear that, that's my dog moving around stuff. So I apologize for the background noise. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yes. So why is G4 needed? Why is G4 even coming back? And again, if they're coming back as a cable network, which is what it sounds like they're trying to do, I guess that's great for putting it all in one place. Because right now, you have to go to Twitch, and then you have to go to YouTube, and then maybe you follow somebody on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, maybe you have to go to, you know, you go to IGN's cha- uh, actual website for certain things, or go to Nerdist for certain things. G4 could put all that kind of content in one place. But at the same time, if they're doing cable network, we're in an era right now where a lot of people are cutting the cable. Um, And yeah, people are getting like sling and other streaming TV services, but those streaming services don't always include everything. So G4 would have to either be an add on uh, for those services or, or, uh, you know, bite the bullet and be included in those $20 packages. If they're going a route of like their own, like, 
exclusive deal with like Hulu or HBO Max or something. Uh, I mean, maybe that'll work better. But again, they're trying to be a cable network from what I've read so far. And I could be behind on this, but from what I've, everything I've read so far, you know, they're coming back as a cable network of some type or some kind of network. Um, maybe they're just going to stick to YouTube. Uh, but if they, you know, a streaming service like with Hulu or Netflix or something like along those lines, doesn't exactly make sense because Netflix is its own thing, Hulu is its own thing. But Hulu has TV shows from other networks, so maybe, maybe G4 would be like an ex- extension to that, or you know, add on to that, or the Peacock, or CBS Now, or God, all the, just just too much out there. We'll save that for another channel where I just complain about how much streaming freaking services are out there. But the other option is to be on YouTube or a Netflix channel, or not Netflix, pardon me, Twitch channel, uh, and have that have that their own cable, you know, their own channel that way. But again, that's just against the noise because you have tons of other Twitch channels out there that do all that do all that stuff too on one level or another. You have a ton of YouTube channels that do all that stuff on one level or another. So why why? Bring back G4 beyond the uh, nostalgia, I guess. I mean, it's, it's seven years old. Like, it hasn't even been gone that long. I, I feel like it's been gone longer because I stopped watching a little earlier, I guess. And I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. But when you look at it, seven years is not that long. It's it's just not. Um, it's just a little strange to me. Uh, I'm sure we'll learn more as the week's... And months come, I, I, I'm starting, I know it's starting next year, um, that's why they're kind of like, they're building up to it with all these uh, little things. They had a live act, a live stream, I almost said live action, live stream uh, fundraiser, which was awesome. Uh, I've only watched a bit of it, it was three hours long. Um, I would definitely recommend checking it out on their YouTube channel, uh, G4 TV, uh, as well as the reunion special if you like that kind of stuff. It's very cool to see the old actors, uh, old hosts um, together uh, and the montages of, of clips from years past uh, and whatnot. So it's cool to see, but why is G4 TV necessary? I don't understand. Can someone explain it to me? Let me know. Give, shoot me a DM, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the Goth Geek. Let me know what you think. Is G4 TV necessary in 2021? In the in the year where you can go anywhere on YouTube, Twitch, online, and find video game, geeky, cosplay, everything content that fits your interest. I just don't get it. But I'm excited, so who knows. Anyways, that's all for now. Uh, you'll, we'll catch another episode do another episode next week. I know the holidays are coming with Christmas and everything. Uh, so we might do like a holiday geek guide segment. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out these things. I bought a microphone for this podcast and I can't use it because anchor, which is what I use for the podcast. The app works better on my phone than it does on my laptop. Um, hoping maybe upgrade to a, or not upgrade, but get a Chromebook maybe. And maybe the Chromebook will be the, be this, uh, the bridge because for whatever reason on anchor on my laptop, it won't let me record more than 30 minutes. 
and it won't let me pause it. And I like to be able to pause uh, these uh, podcasts because I like to collect my thoughts. I don't do a script, as you know. I just kind of go off the cuff. Uh, so I like to pause, be able to pause. Also, there's background noise. So I have not been able to use my new microphone, and I'm really annoyed and bummed by that. And I thought I'd try, have a fix around where I could connect it to my phone, but it didn't work. So I'm still using Apple uh, uh, earpods, old ones from an iPhone 5, because that's what I've got to use. So hopefully, the, maybe next year, I'll have a Chromebook, and that'll work better. Maybe I should look into something else besides Anchor. Uh, so that's a thing I should be looking into maybe, I don't know, but hopefully this podcast will get better and hopefully, uh, we'll get more listeners. So that's it for now. Have a great week. Happy Friday. And thanks for listening.